Hello, I'm Scott Soshman. I'm Evan Novi williams And I'm Michael Barr. The band is back together. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Today, we begin with the latest chapter in the saga of Antonio Brown. Oh, man, it was quite a weekend for the NFL wide receiver. Now, at first, he was cut by the Raiders, then snatched up by the New England Patriots, Word of that came out Saturday, followed by a video Brown posted on YouTube declaring himself free from Oakland. Okay, there were reportedly several suitors for Brown, but right away all over Twitter and the rest of the internet, there was speculation about a clear frontrunner. The same team that signed Randy Moss, Corey Dillon, Albert Hainsworth, Josh Gordon, and Chad Ochocinco would end up grabbing Brown. Brown's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, spoke about the decision Saturday with ESPN. There were several teams interested. The Patriots are obviously a very solid, strong organization. They do things the Patriots' way. They expect everybody to be accountable they don't make any exceptions, and I've discussed this with Antonio, and, and he wants to be a Patriot. Now, I've had a lot of people come up to me and ask me, did he really plan this, or did he just luck box himself into this? Uh, you got to plan this. Did you see the video? Yeah. It was like he had a production crew at his house, uh, many cameras. That was a nice piece of work by Antonio Brown. <laughs> I don't know if he had to work that hard to get himself out of the Raiders and somehow give up $30 million, but it worked because he's where he wanted to be. He's where everybody thought he would wind up. And the interesting discussion, I think Mr. Novi Williams, fresh back from Boise and Lake Tahoe, is that there was no doubt. There's this, there's this aura of the Patriots, <laughs> the Patriot way. You have Belichick, you have Kraft, you have to come in and conform do your job. Sounds perfect for Antonio Brown. It almost seemed parody, you know. Right. When this whole Antonio Brown fiasco started, it feels like months ago, but probably only a couple weeks ago, you know, people were already joking. You know, this is going to end with him on the Patriots somehow. And, and there's some added, you know, humor, as long as you're not a, a Steelers a Steelers fan, in the fact that, you know, the, the Patriots were very interested in Brown in the offseason. And, and the Steelers specifically took a worse deal from the Raiders so that he was not playing against the team that they expected to be one of their biggest rivals in the in the AFC. Uh, so, you know, this whole thing comes full circle. It blows up in the Raiders' face, obviously. Um, and then he ends up on the team that the Steelers specifically did not want him to play on. Well, you look at good place. and bad. I mean, it's more than just he now winds up on the team that they thought would be a rival, which, by the way, didn't look like a big rival last night. But <laughs> they gave up. The Raiders gave up third and fifth round draft picks to the Steelers to get him. Yep. And God knows, what was Tom Brady, a sixth round pick? The Patriots seem to turn third and fifth round picks. You may think, well, it's only a third and it's only a fifth. No, 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 no. In the NFL, those become starting guards, starting tackles, starting linebackers. Those are valuable commodities in the NFL. And you wonder why one team has the perception that it does on the East Coast and why the other team on the West Coast has the reputation it does. You can't just give this stuff away. Yeah, I mean, and we can also, I mean, just to fill listeners in, and, and since the last time we talked, right, they had Antonio Brown had a major fight with Mike Mayock, the, the GM of the Raiders. Uh, he posted the fine 
letter on his Instagram. He was apparently consulting with Insta- social media consultants. Yeah. How, to, do I, how do I do this to accelerate yeah. this process? Uh, and then over the weekend, you know, the, the two big pieces of news, he was fined $215,000, which voided $30 million in his contract. And then he was released the same day. And the, the Patriots signed him the same day also, right? All this kind of felt like a fait accompli. I'm curious... You know, is there a, a, a less away that a, a takeaway that's bigger than just Antonio Brown? Is this a, a playbook that we may see again? The whole thing seems so bizarre. And I, it, when we ask about, you know, was, was this planned? I can't believe that this was How planned. How many bar all. bar? I, you got to rem- remember, this is the business of sports, and in the business part, you got to get paid. Antonio Brown walked away from thirty million dollars. I know he's got a guarantee. What is it about More. nine? More. So you got about a nine million dollar bonus with with the Patriots, and you know the possibility to get more. That is walking away from a lot of money that he will not see again. Half, the- half, Eddie. That's what it was. I mean, he walked away from it. And see, there's a part can you of do this it with the sp- accent for me, first oh. of all, <laughs> Eddie. Eddie. Half, Eddie. Half, Eddie. Yes, yeah, sorry. But there's a part to this too, Evan. That 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 I I just don't understand. Remember, after all this, he has the big fight. And and then all of a sudden he makes this tearful apology, very emotional apology to his teammates, and and he goes on and and this and that, and now you think everything's patched up, and the Raiders are saying, okay, he's not going to be suspended, he's going to play now, and then all of a sudden, I'm going to go to the rarest of the rare, sensible Twitter, rare rarest <laughs> of the rare, and you know we we like to sometimes chat about Amy Trask on this show, but. It is always nice to sort of get, and she obviously tied to the Raiders, was the CEO right. of the Raiders. But she did include the, and maybe there's something wrong with this guy. Like, you know, do we have to care about the person here? Is it possible to get a football player, but somebody to support the person because something's not right here? Maybe the guy needs help. And is that the football team? You, I, I don't see Bill Belichick being all cuddly, cuddly, saying, oh, let's get him the support he needs. I don't see that, but what is that part of the equation there at a time when we're talking about mental health of athletes? Does he need help? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we, we can't, we can't answer that I, question. I don't know, but if you're if you're signing him, is that something you'll look into? It is certainly worth asking. Uh, and I'm also curious if, if player contracts start to shift a little bit after this. I mean, there was some, you know, people were asking questions about why the Raiders, you know, are allowed to void $30 million of guarantees for a guy who has an argument with his boss and, and maybe shows up late to a couple practices. Um, I do wonder if, if we may be entering kind of an, a new phase of, of the way teams and players relate to each other where money can be vo- – I mean, the, the guaranteed – quote-unquote guaranteed contracts in the NFL are all – you know, the, the, there's a lot of uh, a lot of shenanigans there. They're not actually guaranteed in the full way. Yeah, the contracts but aren't, but a, portions are. Portions are, but this was a portion that was – yeah. theoretically guaranteed that, that suddenly disappeared, you know, before the season even started. Um, so I, I do think we, we may be entering kind of a new unprecedented era where, you know, guaranteed money isn't necessarily guaranteed and players kind of see a, a way through social media to get their way out of deals that they don't like. But, I mean, there's got to be a clause in that contract where, it, I mean, it, it was a big fight. I mean, it – Almost, you know, he wanted to uh, punch he himself Mayock in the some face nasty things and some and nasty, yeah. nasty yeah. words, and and it's like now it, it, in the real world, if you did that to your boss, your super boss, you know, it, it, that's you know, career outside, suicide. I'm going to get up and look outside the studio right now. Yeah, Mike Bloomberg's right over there. You want to try it? Yeah, no, yeah, that, and this will be my last <laughs> broadcast. Thank you. It's, it, I don't understand. 
just it just just I, I hate to say it, but Scott, you might be on to something. Well, I didn't know where he was going with that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I would yeah. push back on that for a second, though. I, so, I agree. In the real world, if you show, routinely show up late or refuse to bring the equipment needed to your job to your job, you can get fired. And, and the Raiders always had the opportunity to cut Antonio Brown at any moment. But guaranteed money feels like guaranteed money. If you have a signing bonus that's $30 million to play for your team, you know what? and this, you sign, you I, get that money. Last word on this, this. In businesses, you better establish a culture. You want sustained success, you better establish a kind of culture. The Spurs have it. The Patriots have it. They can take this risk. The Spurs took Dennis Rodman way back when. There will always be malcontents in sports. How do you deal with it? Do you give them support support system? Do the coaches and the owners have the support for each other? And then you can probably find a way to navigate. Well, sorry to sound like goody two-shoes, but I hope everybody comes out ahead in all of this. And let's move on to the next topic. TV ratings. We have word that networks could begin including out-of-home audiences in their measurements as soon as next year. I mean, you know, for years I have been mystified <laughs> that we put man on the moon, <laughs> and yet it seems as if we still can't count the number of people who are tuning into sporting events. But it looks like finally, and NBC has this out-of-home measurement, they have their own, but it looks like Nielsen is finally going to include... The folks who are watching, let us just use an example, the Super Bowl, because everybody likes to know the total viewership number there. How many people are in hotels, bars, restaurants? And it's a sizable number. It mm -hmm. could boost the total audience by, what, 10, 15 percent? Depending on the content. Depending yeah. on, yeah. And the advertisers sure would like to know how many people are watching and where they are. Uh, but we're just kind of really getting around to this in the TV world. Still mystifies me. Yeah, this uh, the, the change, which, I mean, outside of the, the Super Bowl, which is, to me, really the only TV event that I think your average person really pays attention to these numbers at all. I feel like this just makes the job harder for comparisons. I mean, it's so yeah, much it's still of— about the, In the business of, though, if I'm an advertiser and I'm representing brands and I'm representing companies, I need to know how many people are watching. But you already know that. You just get it from multiple sources. You get you get the TV number from Nielsen. You probably get your out-of-home number from a different company. I mean, it, but it's I not like trust, advertisers are in I the dark Can I trust the right network now? that I'm paying to give me an accurate out-of-home number? I mean, I, I would, I'd like a nice third party to I do it, a nice universal third party to tell me what it is. No question that having Nielsen do all of this in a reliable way in one one-stop shop is is nice for advertisers. But, this, but the whole but thing I can't seems imagine like, like advertisers Kodak don't being, already know this. Doesn't it seem like you even let's take Nielsen that they're a little like Kodak being slow to digital. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, can I go get another canister of film and bring it to the photo mat? <laughs> I, 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 you remember you dropped it off in the little pouch bar. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I, it just seems like this is your business. You should be at the forefront. Somebody should have been at the forefront of this total audience measurement. Yeah. So and, and so people understand that the total audience measurement is now you know included hotels, bars. You know your ten friends come over to your apartment to watch a football game. This is the kind of thing that that Nielsen is going to start including in total now. Yeah, but this used to be all nice and neat because back in the day you only had the television set <laughs> and right after Ironside, then you just go, you went on ahead. Raymond Burr. That's right. And you measured Once again, it. You, any idea Ironside? No. Didn't think oh, so. I didn't think it. I, I didn't either, but I just wanted to I make thank sure. You, I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> and it was nice and neat. I mean, that was it. That's That was the only way you had it. And then you filled out a diary, and then you were good to go. Now it's it's totally complicated. So maybe that's part of the reason why you were saying right from the beginning. Th this, also, this also means that 
the comparisons are now essentially like we're entering a new era where like the the idea of NFL ratings are down three percent this year. You know, and NBA playoffs up. Like all those things essentially go out the window because Nielsen is now using a metric it was not using as of a year ago. Bloomberg needs to know how many people are watching Bloomberg TV on their gas station pumps and in the elevators. You know what? I caught myself for about a minute or two and airports. watching TV while I was pumping gas. Yes. And I'm like, oh, man, they got me. And I, and I remember when this idea first came out, I'm thinking, no, no, I am not going to get caught up in this. And there I am. All of a sudden, they're, you know, I'm watching a, a promo for uh, Kelly and uh, and Ryan, man, all of a sudden on TV. Yeah. And it happens. So Before you, before you uh, transfer to the next, Rockford Files, you know that? No. Oh my God! Uh, it hurts my head, James Garner. Come on! <laughs> All right, next. Means, okay. means nothing. Oh. All right, finally, uh, Antonio Brown wasn't the only person who got the boot over the weekend. This one puzzles me. The Boston Red Sox are saying goodbye to a big name in their front office. Well, you brought it up because Dave Dombrowski has ties to the Tigers. Yes, he so does. That, is that why you were like, "Let's talk about"? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't listen. I don't understand. You, you put together. A World Series they winning last team year. last year. They won the year. World Series last year. And then you boot them out the door. Yeah. What, did someone get mad because they lost to the Yankees uh, Sunday and then that's it? No, I'm going to uh, thank the- my good friend Barry Bloom <laughs> for some of the numbers. They are, let's see here, Barry, Barry. Yeah, I have a good idea. They're, they're, they're $242 million, well above the 206 oh, luxury tax threshold. <laughs> so as a repeat offender, they have to pay a 50% tax on the $36 million they're above that threshold. So, you know, the if you're going to spend that much money, I don't in baseball. You you kind of got to make the postseason it, to miss everything and spend that kind of money where you're, you're just tax on top of tax. Your owners want to see some ROI, return on investment, yeah. and the return is the consistent postseason performance at a time when, by the way, it's a little easier to make the postseason than it was a decade ago. To put that in perspective, you know, two hundred forty million dollar payroll. The Tampa Bay Rays, the team that is sitting in the wild card right now, nine games ahead of the Boston Red Sox in the standings, $63 million payroll, right? So so they are making the playoffs on a quarter of the salary that Dave Dombrowski got to, to, to get the Red Sox back to the playoffs. I understand why in that world, and, and the Red Sox are like the Yankees, right? The expectation is championship every year. Right, and if the Yankees were 17 games out of the playoff spot at this point in the year, and somebody got fired, Mr. Cashman, Mr. Steinbrenner, would like to see you. I think there would be, uh, I think there would be some understanding there. Um, You know, people have asked, and I think this is an interesting question. I mean, at this point, the season's over. The Red Sox are not making the playoffs, barring some unbelievable, you know, crazy late season heroics. Uh, So why do this now as opposed to letting him ride out the season? But again, I, I feel as though. When you're the Red Sox, the fact that you won the World Series last year and the team stinks this year, that, that doesn't buy you all that much. We're going to give a little glimpse behind the curtain here, and, and Eben, it's maybe a good time to kind of show people a little bit of the business of sports. Why do you do it now instead of letting them ride out? Yeah. We cannot say the person's name, but let's just say someone who was looking for a Major League Baseball job contacted us last year mm-hmm. and was wondering if perhaps in our discussions with the owners, whoever we talked to, and he happened to name a few, that we wouldn't let it be known that he wouldn't mind having a conversation. So the earlier names are in or or, mm. or openings become, the earlier the better. Even if it's just sort of a, a whisper, a hint that th- this could be happening, I'm interested, top of mind, it's better for everybody to know that's available. This is a cruel reminder that it's a business. 
And it's all well, we that do, we get we try wrapped to do it up. every week. I want everybody to remember every single thing that occurs. I want people to remember this is a business. No different than the Walmart. This is a business. And a, and a cruel one, too, man. Well, Mr. Dombrowski, I hope you land on your feet. Someone will snap him up. Travel to Whitaker, sorry. <laughs> this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Soschnick and Evan W. Williams. We are here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We explore the world of money and sport. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business world. I'm saying nothing. You're listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world and online, where you get your podcasts.